Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change we seek. Now, those are the words of Barack Obama, who built his election platform on the promise of change. Change is powerful. Change is tough. Change requires projects, and so change requires management. So project management is on the agenda. But what are the tools, skills, and best practices that we need to master to usher in the projectification of society? Keep listening to today's podcast to discover how you can prepare yourself for the project economy, how it'll impact the way you work, and the skills you need to succeed. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ben Aston, founder of the Digital Project Manager. Welcome to the DPM podcast. We're on a mission to help project managers succeed, to help people who manage projects deliver better. We're here to help you take your project game to the next level. Check out the digitalprojectmanager.com to learn about our training and resources we offer through membership. This podcast is brought to you by Clarison, the leader in enterprise project and portfolio management software. Visit clarison.com to learn more. So today I'm joined by Antonio Nieto Rodriguez. And Antonio has the longest CV I think I've probably ever looked at when I was browsing through on LinkedIn. He's the head of the PMO at GSK. Uh, he's also a director there. And he writes some of the best project management books on the market today. He's a former board member or head of the board at the PMI. Uh, he contributes to the Harvard Business Review and various other publications. So I'm delighted to have you join us today. Welcome, Antonio. Thank you, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here on your podcast. I know you have lots of listeners. I appreciate the work you're doing uh, to promote project and project management, digital project managers. So really an honor to be here with you and looking forward to our chat. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here. And I wonder if I can um, start by actually just digging into your resume a bit and your background. Now, obviously, You've held some very senior positions, some very senior project management positions um, throughout your career and, and still do. Can you tell me how you got into project management in the first place and uh, a bit about how you, your kind of career progressed and evolved um, over the past few decades? Yeah, sure, Ben. So my, maybe my first project, uh, it was when I started to work for PricewaterhouseCoopers. At the time, was called PW Price Waterhouse. Yeah, and they sent me as a junior into a very, very large SAP implementation program at ExxonMobil. Um, so they say you're going to be a project office assistant. I didn't know what right. that meant, uh, <laughs> and then I was shocked because the first thing that the project director told me was, "Get us some coffee." <laughs> <laughs> So I had to do that. Then I had to chase people for timesheets. Uh, it yep. was a terrible, terrible experience. I said, what the heck oh, no. I'm doing here, project <laughs> officer, and I'm, I'm just like, uh, yeah, a consultant secretary. So it was like really from the bottom where I started in, in PwC working in these big SAP, ERP implementations. Um, so that was my start, not the most sexy one. I would imagine. And it didn't put you off, though? 
it sounds like it sounds like you didn't enjoy it. So why did you keep going? Well, I saw I was learning. I was talking to many people, and people were, yeah, even if I had to push them to get me the deadline and the timesheets, and they were kind of respecting me. I was very junior and saying, well, if he doesn't do it, then he's going to escalate. So I started to see the power I was gaining mm. on people who I never met before. So there right. was kind of uh, something exciting. Then you were shipped to another project and you started to get more responsibility in another industry. So in PwC, I spent about 10 years and um, I became one of the most experts. They call it global lead practitioner for PwC in the area of project and change. Uh, So I grew up through the ladder. I launched the first global survey uh, around PPM maturity in 2004. Uh, um, it's, it's, it's still quite valid what I did that time uh, with hmm. 200 country, 200, uh, this 2004. Um, and you won't believe it, Ben, but uh, I, 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 in, in PwC, I wanted to become partner. I thought yeah. I had the, the experience, the knowledge. I thought every company needed project and change, uh, portfolio management, PMOs. And so my pitch uh, to become a partner in PwC was to develop project management advisory services. And right. um, I made the pitch to the partners. There were 12 in the room, uh, very passionate. Everybody appreciated. And the day after, they tell me, Antonio, you're fired. And I said, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're fired. We love what you're doing, but project management is something... Very tactical. We cannot do that in PwC. We're high-level consultants. This is something that anybody can do. Uh, you'll check right. 200 euros per day for fees. So this is nothing for us. So that was a major, major setback in my career in wow. 2005 and six, which made me think, do I want to keep doing this or should I look into marketing strategy, finding something a bit more structure and more recognized, but I decided yeah. to focus on that. And and since then, Ben, I've been trying to convince senior leaders uh, that project is crucial, is strategic, is fundamental. It's, it's not just for the IT or the, uh, or the engineer. It's something that anybody needs to learn. That has been my quest over the past 15 years. I don't teach project managers. I think there's uh, lots of good people doing that. Uh, you do that. I've been really 100% focused on senior leaders. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's... Um yeah, and I, I totally agree with the, your your assertion that project management is a strategic endeavor. And I think when we are thinking about projects in terms of earned value yeah. and how we're going to deliver the most value in the shortest amount of time and then how we create a project plan around delivering value, uh, it's absolutely a strategic endeavor. And I think sometimes people can think, hey, well, yeah, project management, that's just, you know, those things that you started with, making the coffee, yeah. um, getting people in a room, checking timesheets. Yeah. But actually, when project management comes alive and when it's a strategic endeavor in terms of managing change, managing risk, delivering value, uh, then it is a strategic activity. And, um, and it deserves to be at the table, um, with the other senior stakeholders, um, or, or partners, uh, because it is something that's, that's delivering value in, in a consultancy kind of, um, environment. Absolutely. I think you say that it does deliver value. And, and I think maybe 
I can blame as well project management and and the way it has been growing. And, and I can tell you, I've been heavily involved in PMI and, and I love the PMBOK, but uh, we've made project management very, very complex, very, very complex. Mm. Uh, I did some research and the latest version of the PMBOK has more than 750 pages. Who's going to read that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, people who want to pass the exam, <laughs> but that's it, yeah. isn't it? I think that's that's my challenge with the pinbok is that it's it's this uh, they the pinbok is just a huge guide which you have to learn and to the letter yeah. so that you can answer answer the question the right exactly. way, and it doesn't take into consideration the nuances. Absolutely of you know of managing a project on a day-to-day level so you learn a book and then you get a certificate to say you read exactly. a book and learn all the answers exactly so i think there's a lot of change needed in the in the way we see project management today agile was uh, agile and the manifesto were amazing i think i don't see them as something against projects or project or change management i think it's something very complementary where they draw back the focus on value what you just said ben and we really need mm. to focus on, on value creation. And, and that's where I think there's a huge opportunity to deliver that with uh, where many people fail. So that's, I think, where the future lies for us. Yeah, definitely. And and thinking about that first day for you, back when you started at Exxon making the coffee, what would you tell your younger self on your first day in project management, having, you know, considering all the experience you now have, all the things that you've learned, and how, I guess, maybe your mindset or uh, perspective on project management has changed? What would you tell, what advice would you give your younger self? Well, I think one of my weaknesses uh, I don't know. I guess there's many people. When you start, you, you're very, um, you're not very confident, and and even right. you might be working in an important firm, but um, the lack of experience makes you like weak and and hesitant. And something I've been working a lot. It took me years is to be uh, persistent and and persuasive and be able to speak up and and say what I think. And and uh, so uh, I would have been a bit more on that angle on on the uh yeah belief in yourself i think you're here to learn but you can give advice uh don't take everything stay what you say so i think on the confidence side uh, it took me years to build uh and maybe i would have done it faster uh it would yeah. have helped me as well in my career yeah yeah i love what you say about that um have some confidence and i yeah. think as project managers, I think often we can think, hey, well, you know, is my is my perspective a valid perspective to bring to the table here? Because, you know, I'm not maybe technical, yeah. I'm not creative, I'm I'm just the person who's got an eye on how we're gonna get from A to B and make sure that we, you know, arrive on budget, on time, within scope, but that the project delivers value, what it's strategically supposed to deliver as well. And I think actually as project managers, I want everyone who's listening to have confidence that actually that perspective is a valid perspective. And whilst everyone else might be thinking about, okay, the best technical solution or the most creative way that the project could be delivered or the most, you know, engaging customer experience, these are all good things. But actually 
having that big picture view of how you get from A to B and the most viable way of getting there, um, managing the uncertainty along the way. That is a valid perspective. And I think sometimes when we're new to project management, we think, hey, is that a valid perspective? I'm just telling people yeah. what they can't do. Yeah. And yes, you are telling people what they can't do. But then when you also then bring good suggestions to the table about what you can do within the constraints of the project, that is strategic and that is delivering value. Absolutely. Yeah, fully agree, Ben. And I think people should not only think about the team members or the the, the participants of that project, but also senior leaders and, and being able to step up and say to the sponsor, hey, project sponsor, you're not doing your job and, and we need you and we need the steer code to take decisions. I, I realize how critical it it is that part. If if there's something where we need to be stronger, is on that part on on telling senior leaders that they they have a big role to play. Telling senior leaders that if they're not involved, we stop the project. We better stop it because without their support, yeah. we're just wasting time and money. So I think that's where I've seen and I've been most of my training goes is is stepping up towards the leaders who. I've never learned about projects and don't know what's the role in the projects, but do play a 30, 40% of the uh, success of a project is, is from these people. Mm, definitely. Yeah. And so changing tack here a bit, I'm, I'm curious as to where you get inspired. I mean, you spend your time uh, giving talks, writing books, um, but what do you draw from uh for that inspiration to develop yourself and develop your own perspectives on project management? Yeah. Yeah. Good question, Ben. I, I, I think I have a natural passion for <clears throat> projects and, and defending the profession. Uh, although I challenge a lot of the aspects of the professions, I think you probably are similar, very passionate about projects and, and because we've seen it that it has been a bit undermined or, or not value as it should be, that's a very strong yeah. force to keep pushing, keep learning. One of the biggest characteristics yeah. of, of a book I published like last year, The Project Revolution, it was looking at major projects, successful projects. Why don't we talk about them more? And, and there are amazing projects that nobody has heard who has transformed companies who have them from cities, uh, people's lives. So I wanted to look at those projects and see what were the common characteristics. So I've noticed that people in a country get excited if there's a, a big project, if there's an Olympic game mm. coming to the city. Everybody's excited. Right. It creates positive vibes. The same in a company. If there's something ambitious, something big and a big project, that's where you get the engagement and people start being pumped up and happy to go to work and even if it's going to be tough they're there day and night and, and working so the power of projects for engaging organizations countries the world is so massive that but it's not used enough and and this is something that i'm trying to yeah lobby with senior leaders and and senior politicians and one one quick example ben you know Europe, we have the European Union, and, and it's in crisis. There's no massive, there's no interest, there's no engagement 
with the the citizens of Europe, 300 million people. And when I talk to these yeah. leaders, I say, listen, you know, the last time we believed in Europe is when we introduced the euro currency. This happened in 2002. People were super mm. excited about the euro and being part of Europe. That was a massive project. One of the most amazing projects I've ever seen, which touched 300 yeah. people, 300 million people. But why don't you guys, leaders, launch another challenging project to motivate the citizens? Right. So that's what's driving me, Ben, it's, is the power of projects and learning about amazing projects. It can be personal projects. There's some amazing projects. And why don't we replicate that? Why don't we bring these tools to anybody? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's move on to talk about that. So um, I know according to Silicon Valley futurists, they claim that over the next 10 years, society will experience more change than in the past two and a half centuries. So we've got more change at a greater speed than ever before. And the universal method of working and organizing work is the project. So projects are about making dreams reality. They're about achieving ambition and making things happen. And I said right at the beginning, I talked about the projectification of society and the PMI published a report on this where they stated, we're living in a project economy, which means that there an increasing share of our gross national products and increasing share of our time is spent financing and enacting projects in all kinds of industries. So project-based work has been the engine that turned ideas into reality and generated so many major accomplishments. I mean, you were talking there about the euro, but I'm curious as to your view um, on the, this project revolution. Like, what does that look like now to you and, and what, how will it evolve in the next 10 years or so? Yeah, um, well, it's a very, very good question, Ben. Very deep. I think this is, uh, uh, I've been talking about the project economy for years. And what's interesting is maybe a personal story. When I published the first book, uh, The Focus Organization, this was 2013, I think. And I I didn't want to use the term project or project management. I felt like as soon as the my experience when I was starting to talk to senior leaders and I mentioned the word project management, the conversation completely faded. They, they didn't <laughs> care. They, they said, what next? Right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I, at that time, I was talking about strategic initiatives and, and that was elevating yeah. the pitch. I was getting the attention. I was getting the five minutes and say, yeah, what's that? Um, but today I feel very comfortable to talk about projects, not so much about project management. You, you drop mm. down again, but if you talk about project change and, and transformation, then you get the attention and, and to the project economy, just two points to facts or part of my research. There are two big, 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 uh, kind of trends here. One is the one you just mentioned that because of the speed, uh, of change and the one we're going to experience and the need for companies to adapt to this massive change in competition. <clears throat> we see more and more projects. You see that in organizations, you see that in governments where there's a big, big need for investment, infrastructure, any kind of project. Yeah. So you see projects in not just in the business world, but in the societies, in the government. So there's a big trend. I did the research and, and project is one of the most used words 
in business or public sector. It's, it's you hear, you go to any company, I bet the word that you hear more is projects. Anybody talks about their projects and what they're working. Yeah. The second big trend. So yes, there's a massive projectification that you call it, Ben, uh, in, in overall in, in, in the world. But the second big trend is the way work is carried on. So in organizations, you know, they, they've been structured hierarchical, um, which has yeah. been very great for 100 years since Taylor and Ford. And yes, it was very important to have a very lean and uh, organization focus on, on, on efficiency. So you structure in mm. silos and that's where the budgeting cycle comes and the power and resources. It's all these hierarchicals structures and yeah. so 99% of the people were working in a hierarchical structure and project was just the addition what you see over 100 years this is the research I did is that there is a shift so the type of work is moving from this hierarchical day-to-day organization where you're in a box to project-based work so today about 50 to 60 percent of the work is being done project-based uh, so this is a, an extra complexity because it's not easy to say suddenly from hierarchy, you, we move to a project base, which is completely lean, is agile. Uh, there's no roles anymore. There's no hierarchy. So now right. it's a very different world. So this is how I call uh, the project economies coming from both sides, top down, where massive amount of projects Bottom up is that the organizations, the type of work is shifting to project based. Yeah. And I like what, how you started in that, um, that characterization of projects where, uh, yes, people might not necessarily be calling them yeah. projects. They might be calling them strategic initiatives or, um, transformation exactly. or, uh, change management or any of these things. These are, these are all projects um but but when people use different language it can get people a bit more excited about it uh, which i think is a good lesson for us all but i mean what does the project economy mean for project managers so things are changing there is this uh, revolution or evolution of the nature of projects how are you um how are you seeing that changing the role of project management or what does it mean for project managers well yeah, this is a good follow-up question because does it mean that this is the time for project managers? Yes, absolutely, but not the all project managers, the project managers that we've uh, been trained to. I think that's where you had to be just expert on on the project management concepts, the PMBOK that you were talking about, yeah. uh, and being able to make a plan, maybe a scope statement and a project charter. And uh, that's not the type of project managers the world needs or organizations. So yes, there's a need for uh, more and more project managers or project leaders in organization is one of the gaps where I, it's very hard to find the people, uh, because most of the people have been trained to do just one thing, uh, marketing, finance, sales. So I think project managers are right. highly in demand, but they have to shift and they have to become different. I see the project manager for today and the future more as entrepreneurs and CEOs of their projects, meaning they need to know mm-hmm. more about, um, yeah, finance. They need to know about, uh, value. We talk about that already, Ben, but 
I, 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 they need to be absolutely owners of, of what they're developing and, and not just making sure that we hit the milestones and we make the deliverables. No, who cares about the deliverables? We care about the benefits that we will bring to the company. Mm. And we've not been trained for that. So that's, I think, where project managers need to evolve. They need to really become business leaders and take it uh, yeah. uh, uh, to, to that kind of responsibility. If that project is not delivering value, we cancel or we change it. But this is not the case today. That might go to the steering committee and maybe it's the steering committee. It should be the project manager or project leader that I call yeah. Yeah. And I, I love, I love the way that you're framing this as, you know, the project CEO and the project manager having this mindset of, you know, the project is their business. Uh, you have, you know, a budget, um, you have money to spend and you're expecting some ROI from that sure. investment that you make. So you invest them in resources and activities. But I think, yeah, traditionally, project managers have been blinded by this, you know, I create a plan, I follow it, and I produce the deliverables, and that's my Absolutely. job. And what we're talking about is, hey, don't necessarily deliver those deliverables. If if midway through the project, it turns out that those deliverables aren't going to deliver the value that you expected them to at the beginning. And this is all about managing risk, about managing change, transitioning from project management being primarily about hard skills uh, to being more about the soft skills and how we engage with stakeholders, how we manage risk and change, how we think about delivering value rather than just deliverable. Absolutely. Absolutely, Ben. And I recently, well, there's one of my keynotes. It's about reinventing project management. And uh, I, I had recently a webinar in PMI or dot. Uh, Com or and and just to share two of the things I think we need to change and one of them mm. is the triple constraint. The triple constraint is great, but this internal kitchen. Yes, we all want to know about the scope time and 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 cost and and the quality, of course. But that's the internal kitchen. So yeah, fine, we keep that. But what does it matter? We need to. I call it two more. We need to develop two additional triple constraints. One goes around value and, and it's the value yeah. that we create, the risk that we're taking, the benefits that we're making. So one will be more on the benefits and the value creation. That's a triple constraint that today doesn't exist. I'm talking to you, Ben, more on the right. brainstorming part. It's some a concept that I've already put forward, yeah. but I don't think it's 100% sure. The second triple constraint that we don't have and we should have is about engagement. This the biggest challenge for projects is to have the people engaged and committed. And and so I yeah. think we need a triple constraint about the engagement of the people, the stakeholders, the 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 passion of that project. How how are the are they passionate about this project? Yes, then we'll have better results. So I do think that project management has to evolve from being internal kitchen, which is what has been today, to mm. externally focused. And, and this is what I always talk about. Talk about the why of the project. Don't tell me you're setting up an HR system. I don't care about the HR system. You're increasing <laughs> the engagement of your employees, which are not happy. That's what your project is doing. The system is just a tool, but the goal is to engage your staff and make them more engaged. 
Yeah, definitely. So we see that, you know, these, these new triple constraints that you're talking about. I love brainstorming those. And I think this, those sound really valid. Um, now as a project manager, thinking about how we apply this to our day to day, how can you prepare yourself for this new project economy? Have you got any insights on new tools you see emerging or um, tools that you're using, new workflows or or challenges that we'll begin to have to deal with as our, our, our role morphs into this project CEO? Yes. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about that and researching, Ben. I think another big change that will happen in, in the project management is already happening in Asia, for example, in our soft companies. I think the current project life cycle is super narrow. If you look at value right. creation, so somebody has an idea, there's innovation and R&D, and then somebody chooses one and then somebody makes the business case. Maybe you're part of the business case, maybe not. You take the business case, you make a project charter, make a plan, and deliver. And then you don't care what happens before. You don't care what happens after you're delivering. Right. That's a very, very narrow view of value creation for a company, for a mm. government. So my belief is that we as project managers need to grow in both ends that we're not covering today. So uh, if you look at Garner, they're saying that by 2030, 80% of the task can be done by artificial intelligence. 80% which is true because most of the work today for a project manager, 30 to 50% is reporting or chasing people to get the reports. So that will be taken off by machines clearly. So where I think the future of the project managers is and the value where we can bring is on both sides. At the beginning, it's about lean, lean startup, design thinking, uh, right. all yeah. this part, creative methods. Why are we not part of that? We've run projects. We know which ones were working or not. Bring that knowledge into the design thinking process, in the project selection, into the prototyping. Why do we need to call every idea a project? We can have small projects. We can have prototyping teams and we can have agile teams. And only those very good ideas will turn into a project. So I think in terms of tools and techniques, I encourage listeners uh, your your followers to think about what happens before. I think there's a lot of value there. Then we need to think about also stepping up. I always talk when I talk to project managers, say, yeah, we complain about the silos in the companies, but project managers, you are also a silo. You just talk to project right. managers and your PMO. We need to think yeah. beyond that. So what happens here, Ben, is I think, that we need to say sometimes, well, we set up, we'll develop this product, this was the project, but now I want to sell it. Or we set up this new organization, I want to run the new organization. Why do we hmm. need to always stop when the project yeah. is about to launch? When we are, most of the cases, the guys or girls who know most about that product, service, IT application, new product. Why do we step back and say, no, it's not my problem anymore? So I have good examples of people who said, well, I've done this integration project. Now we have this new business and, and said, well, I know I don't want any project anymore. I want to run this business. I've worked yeah. years in the project as a project leader. There's nobody in this company who knows more than me 
why do I need to go and look for another project? No, I want to run it. I want to be the CEO or the managing director. I want to have profit and loss accountability. And let me show you that I can grow that. So that's what I'm telling you, Ben. If we want to step up, we need to think beyond this very narrow view of the current project life cycle. Sure. Yeah, and I think I, I love what you're saying about thinking about project management as a more holistic um kind of business endeavor Correct. you know we're, we're making change happen but then we're also sustaining change and um what you're already talking about is here is how the roles and the overlap between project and what i would call product management yeah. and how actually yeah a project as it becomes business as usual morphs then into product management Correct. and uh how we as project managers can again be strategic in continuing that all that work that we did in creating the project setting up planning it getting from a to b and then iterating on it and uh in terms of like going back to that question what where i started you know in terms of what tools we see emerging the new workflows that we need to develop i think what you said about service design or design thinking these are prototyping, uh, thinking about MVPs and iterating on them and thinking about projects in a, in a less kind of linear way and thinking about how that intersects with product management, I think is, um, is really useful. So really good insights yeah. there. And I love what you're saying. It's something I'm exploring now is that conversion between project and product manager. I think the future will be just one and both. And I think we yeah. can be at the step stone. If we develop more business knowledge, uh, uh, we should be able to play that role. But I think there's a conversion into these two roles, into one. Exactly mm. what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm curious, Antonia, as we think about the skills that we need in order to succeed in this new projectification of society in this new project-based economy as we see roles evolving and changing we talked about service design design thinking uh, we've talked about being the project ceo um, but what skills do you see as being important for a project manager as they're thinking about upskilling themselves for the next decade of work yeah great question uh, ben uh, i i think that that i get asked a lot of time and and uh, well, there's one uh, framework that uh, PMI uh, talks about. They call it the uh, the talent triangle, and uh, I think yeah. that's that's a very simple way to look at how we can develop us as, as project managers. I, if, if just to refresh, there's the techniques technical dimension, which is about yeah mm. project management, project charter, project scheduling, and and for that, I think you can follow uh, a training like like yours I, I i would encourage listeners to do your master in digital project management i'm sure it covers most of the aspects of of the technical part you can of course go for pmp yeah. uh, if you want to have that certification so that's one side there's two more the second is about the business so business is about understanding how a company works and and um, finance and strategy and, and marketing and sales and the competition. And so I think it's important that because you always need to connect your project to the bigger picture uh, of that company, you need to have the talks with the senior right. leaders. So if you're going to talk about your project, 
you need to be uh, able to talk about the project in the context of the strategy or the person that you're interacting. Uh, the best training there for me personal was doing an MBA. That's where I learned a lot right. of the concept that I currently use and uh, for other sites and connect to project management. If you don't have the time or the money for an MBA, there are ways to learn about business and how they operate. So I would encourage people <coughs> to learn that because that's a very, very important aspect of today project leadership. And the third part is the leadership. What you talk, Ben, is the soft skills. Hmm. Uh, the more transversal, the bigger your project, the more... Uh, the transformation implications, the more leadership you need to use. And that's where it's more about self, uh, self working on yourself. Be nobody is born as a leader. You need to work on this area. So first do an assessment. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Which one you want to develop? I can tell you, I told you right. I was not very good in persuasion or self-confident. It took me years uh, to grow those things by practice. And these are it's the big marathons. It's step by step, and you try one thing and second. And I thought it was something very important if I wanted to be a good project manager. Communication, I was extremely frightened to speak in public. So was another area where I said, I need to change that. So it took me years, but yeah, now you can talk in front of 5,000 people without any problem. So this is something that more and more is needed. The, the leadership skills, the soft skills that you talk about at the beginning, Ben. I would add to that triple or the trial, talent triangle or what you just mentioned, all these new techniques about design thinking. I would add agile methods, right. lean startup. Uh, this is not covered currently there, but these things that we need to learn as well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Antonio, thank you so much for joining us today. I think all that we've been talking about is so valuable in preparing us for the decade ahead. But I think the thing that really resonated with me was this idea of being the project CEO and, um, and that kind of conflation of the roles that we see between project management and product management and a holist, yeah. having this holistic view of projects in terms of delivering value and delivering change rather than just delivering deliverables at the end of it. So, Antonio, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Really enjoyed the talk, Ben. We could have gone for hours, but we need to stop. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so, um, thanks again for joining Antonio. And I'd love to know for you listening what you think, uh, how you think the next decade of project work is going to change, how you see things evolving in terms of methodologies, approaches, skills that we need to develop. But if you want to get ahead and learn more, come and join our tribe with DPM membership. Head to the digitalprojectmanager.com forward slash membership and you'll get access to our Slack team, a whole bunch of templates, our regular workshops, which will help upskill you and prepare you for the decade ahead uh, we have regular office hours ebooks and more and if you like what you heard today please subscribe and take a couple of minutes to leave a review for us uh, we love our fans we love to hear what you think uh, and we've currently got a five-star rating so please don't ruin it but until next time thank you so much for listening <laughs>